0: the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing it Up uh, with Jeremy showing for Mond- uh, Wednesday. Feels like a Monday, Danny, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not a Monday though. It's a Wednesday, January 2nd, 2019. Um, Happy New Year to you. Um, and uh, we are here to talk betting for the wild card weekend in the national football league before we get to that are you happy the yankees signed troy troy Tulewitzki? i mean we'll see what he can do he's
1: always hurt but you know they need i'd rather them do this than go out and sign somebody like machado or, or trade one of their young guys uh little money is given, being given towards him you know you, you think that bridge gap before he can come back, and um, you know, he's always wanted to be a Yankee. From what I, you know, read and what I've known about him for his entire career, so you know, hopefully, he can find another, you know, diamond in the rough here. You know, they've been pretty good at that. Veteran guys coming in on minimum salaries or, or cheap contracts. So uh, the hope is is that they can give us some production at short and uh, maybe second base and. Uh, gap until he comes back in the middle of July, and then if, if anything, you know, you can let him go if he is not given you what you need, or you have the extra individual that's going to be able to help you out, the season, and people get tired, and hurt, etc. So, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a win-win signing for the Yankees, they don't really have a lot invested in him, and uh, if, if he gives them
0: something, then they'll be in good shape. Yeah, no, I I didn't, um, I did I saw no reason to be upset with that deal. I, I I thought it was a a a low risk, high possible reward deal, and and it also doesn't mean that DD has to rush back, which is the last thing you want somebody to do. Yeah, exactly. It just gives them another option. The end
1: of the day, you know, through that Neil Walker type player that they they were able to get, you know, good production from last year. You know, granted, Neil Walker is a little bit more versatile with the position he plays, he's a switch hitter, right? Um, You know, Tulo's not a switch hitter, but yeah, it just gives him a little more versatility, I I think, towards the end of the season, if he's able to perform up to the levels that he he can and uh, the Yankees just need that, to need that extra bat, that extra leadership, except
0: Still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, sorry. You 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 hit the t- cell dead zone right as uh, right as you ended that statement. All right, we got five games uh, to go through. Right now, Alabama is a five and a half point favorite over Clemson. Uh, a, are you interested in this game from a betting perspective? And B, what do you think about it? Oh yeah, I'm definitely interested. I mean, it's round three of these
1: two titans of football, you know, it seems like they're going to meet every single year for the foreseeable future. You know, we saw Clemson lay a smackdown down on Notre Dame. I think that I closed their game, uh, a couple of bounces didn't go Notre, Dame, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame's way early in the game. Like maybe they uh, could have turned the tide just a little bit, um, but, you know, that defensive line was ready to go. And they played fast, they, they looked good on offense, Trevor Lawrence was accurate, you know, their run game was a little bit underwhelming, but, you know, when your defense performs at that level, you know, it, it's okay if one of your other aspects uh, of your team isn't performing as well as it is, and uh, the Alabama game, I'll be honest with you, I, I turned it off at halftime, it was 31-10, I thought that the game was over, it looked like Alabama was men amongst boys in that game in the first half, they were just running over Oklahoma, the speed that they had, it just looked like Oklahoma could do nothing to keep up with them, and I looked like they figured some stuff out in the second half, but by then it was already over, but this is going to be an interesting game. You know, two good defensive lines, two good offensive lines, uh, good skill players, uh, you know, two good quarterbacks, you know, plus does have a disadvantage at quarterbacks because Trevor Lawrence is a freshman and if he does get hurt for whatever reason, they don't really have that backup that Alabama had, Jalen Hurts, but, uh, I expect these, this game to be close. It's been close, the national championship between these two teams in the past. Um, I expect Clemson to come all out and really give Alabama the best punch they can. And I think it's gonna be close. I like Clemson with the points. You know, they've covered the last two national championship games against Alabama. You know, People cutting up a little bit in these situations and we did see Alabama get up to a close start last year. You know, the national championship game when they were faced with a team that they, you know, hadn't, hadn't seen, uh, you know, that entire year with the speed and the athleticism. So I do expect the team to be close. I do think it's going to come down to the last possession. I do like Alabama to win the game, but I think it's going to be much
0: closer than the five and a half points suggest. Um, you know, for me, it's it's just one of those things where I just look at it this way. If Trevor Lawrence plays the way he has, this game's going to be close and this game could end up being a shootout. The 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 over under is 59.5, which puts it at roughly 30-30, um, you know, something in, in that range. I, I I think we we could get a bunch of points in this game. I don't think this is going to be some 10-6 boring, you know, you know, kind of game. I I think we could get some points scored here.
1: No, oh, absolutely. I mean, these two teams are the highest level teams in college football, and they're going to be able to execute and deliver on, on their drives. I think at the end of the day, you have two very well coached teams that know how to play against each other. They're familiar with each other, even though they're not conference opponents. Um, they've seen each other. This is a fourth straight year they played against each other in the playoffs. Um, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be two teams that, you know, are, are, are competing at the highest level, and they have a eight days, nine days, whatever it is, to get ready for one another. And Clemson has shown, and Dabo has shown, that he's not afraid to go against Nick Saban. And it's just going to come down to who I think has the ball last at the end of the day. These are just two really good teams. And it's going to be fun to watch. And, um, you know, I'm another game fan, and I want to see them, you know, put up a fight. But at the end of the day, I knew that it's the best team on the field was Clemson. So uh, I'm glad we get two of the best teams playing. It is getting a little old at the end of the day. You know, you want to see some... Uh, You know variety in these games but you know in college football it's all about recruiting so you got to recruit
0: recruit recruit and these two teams have been the best of the last five years and that game is monday on espn saturday on espn and abc is colts texans uh in the first wild card game 435 a one and a half point line um in favor of houston um I don't know what to think about this game, Danny. Um, from a non-betting perspective, I'll just say this. Um, Andrew Luck has had one heck of a comeback year, 39 touchdowns. Um, they, 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 they can do it multiple ways, as can the, the Texans. Um, DeAndre Hopkins has not dropped one pass this year, which is insane. He has not dropped one pass the entire year. Um, these offenses can do it. I saw the Colts defense against the Jets. They can, um, they they can turn up when they have to. I have not seen Indianapolis play. To me, this is a toss-up game as a fan, and it looks like the betters think it is as well.
1: Yeah, I mean these two teams played twice in the regular season. They split. It was three-point games both times. Each team won on the road. So it is a toss-up, um, but at the end of the day, I, I, I like Houston a lot in this game, and for a couple of reasons, they're at home, um, Deshaun Watson is it, healthy, he's been playing well, you mentioned Hopkins, um, you know, their running game seems to be going, their defense, you know, has, has come around big time after the first couple of weeks of the season, they have a pass rush. The Colts offensive line has been good, and probably one of the biggest surprises of the year, just in the NFL in general, what they've been able to do and keeping Andrew Luck upright. But I think at the end of the day, the, the pass rush, the speed of, of Houston will, will take over, and I think it's a close game until the fourth quarter, and Houston pulls away. I I you know watched that game a little bit on Sunday with the Colts, and, and Andrew Luck still makes some bad throws at the end. Of, you know he he forces some balls, he had a pick six, you know. They've been playing for their playoff life the last couple of weeks, and it's an emotional game, and I think that emotion might wear off a little bit towards the end of this game. And having to have, you know, come back against the Giants and go play a playing game against the Titans. I think that the third week in a row to try to muster up your best game and try to keep that going is going to be really tough for a young team that hasn't been in the playoffs in a number of years. So I like Houston. They have the better, the better team, the better defense, and I think right now... Quarterback that can you know make something out of nothing, and don't and, about know, Andrew Luck. I, I just think with Deshaun Watson's ability
0: to move outside of the pocket, he can create a, a little bit more than Andrew Luck might be able to in this game. Seattle, Dallas at four fifteen, uh, at eight fifteen. Excuse me, on Fox. Um, I love, I, I love Dallas in this game. I love the way they're surging. I love, I love the way Dax. Uh, I mean, I saw the end of that giant game. You obviously saw it as a giant fan. I mean, that, that throw uh, to Beasley in the back of the end zone was just insane. Seattle, I'm not convinced by. I know they've had a good second half of the year. Um, but I just think on the road, I don't know why this line is so tight. I, I would make this line four if I was a Vegas guy. I think, I think Dallas wins this game.
1: Yeah, this is uh, probably the game that I think is the biggest toss up of the weekend just because these teams do match up pretty well against each other and they have a history of playing tight games. And uh, Dallas, uh, you know, really played well on Sunday considering some things. I was a little concerned about their defense, letting uh, the Giants score 35 points, you know, in that game. But uh, it's going to be a tough game. And I don't know what side to, to go on. I am leaning Dallas just because they're at home. I think their their game plan is going to be simply run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, melt the clock, make some big plays and play action, you know, force Seattle to play from behind. Um, but, you know, when you have Russell Wilson behind center for Seattle, it's, you know, any game is within your reach. And uh, the one thing that's concerns me about Seattle is that they, they tend to lose concentration throughout games and, and finish games. And, you know, they they let the Cardinals hang around last week and granted, they weren't playing for anything at the end uh with that game but I think it's going to be tough for Seattle to play the type of game they want to play offensively if they're playing from behind which is they want to run the ball too so if they keep it close then, then it's going to be uh, I think a last possession game but I think with Dallas being at home Zeke is going to be fresh you know they played early in the year and they didn't have Cooper and they were very limited offensively you know, Cooper's had a couple of down weeks here and there, but I think just the threat of having him definitely opens up the game a little bit more for Dallas. So I do like Dallas in a close game, uh, but for me to say I'm 100% confident in that pick, I'm not. It's just I think it's going to be probably the closest game of the weekend and one of those games that you can tell me to take you're going to take Seattle, and I'll be like, that's a good pick. And if you want to take
0: Dallas, I'll say that's a good pick too. So um, it's tough, and uh, I just think I like Dallas a little bit more in this game. It sounds like you don't want to bet on that game. I don't. It's just because it's so close.
1: And, you know, it's two teams that, when they're on, they're on. And when they're off, they're off. And, uh, you know, we we saw what Dallas did at home this year against some really good teams and defenses. And, you know, they were able to beat New Orleans. They they beat the crap out of Jacksonville. And Jacksonville was still something of a team. Um, You know, they did beat. Philadelphia in the comeback game, like it's just tough for me to see Seattle winning in Dallas. And not to say Dallas is like a great home field advantage, but Dallas is just a different team when they're at home. So, um, if they're able to control the clock, which they want to do, and they're going to you know get deep over 100 yards, I don't know if Seattle's going to be able to do what they want to do uh, offensively. So, I'm leaning Dallas. My mind might change by right the end of the week, but right now, uh, I take Dallas.
0: Um. How the heck is this Ravens line for them two and a half over the Chargers? This, this in my mind, should be flipped. I know this is Phillip Rivers versus a Baltimore defense that's been really stout in recent weeks, but Lamar Jackson in the playoff is an unproven commodity. The Chargers should be the favorites and by a bunch, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: I think this is my most comfortable game, and I was on the Ravens when they were in San Diego or L.A., wherever the hell they play now. Um, what was it? The weekend before Christmas, um, or whatever Saturday that was.
0: Yeah. And the line was four and a half. Uh, Chargers. This game has swung
1: six points in less than two weeks, and that's a big flag, from big red flag for me. And uh, I like what Baltimore has done. They're going to be tough to beat in general. That defense is, is tough, and they're they're running the ball well. And Jackson's electric when he gets into the open field. I just love teams that play against teams they've lost to during the regular season in the playoffs, no matter where it is. And I'm on the charges of this game. I think they're the best team in the NC from top to bottom. They've won tough games this year. They've gone on the road and won tough games this year. Um, offensively, you know, Gordon was a shell of himself in that game they played last time. He had a couple of weeks to get healthy. Uh, you know, with keaton Allen, Tyrell Williams, and everybody else, they have offensively. They could have Hunter Henry back with what capacity? I don't know. But I think the Chargers come out and come out fast against this Ravens team. That if they get a lead, they're gonna have a tough time coming back and scoring points, just given the way they've been playing offense lately. And um, you know, Phil Rivers, we know he's not gonna be scared or intimidated by playing this team. They have another shot at them. I really like the Chargers in this game. Uh, you know, I, I'm with you on the line. It, it seems a little bit huge, and I think a lot of it has to do with just the last couple of games that the Ra- uh, Chargers have played. But I, I do think the Chargers are the better team in this game, and, and I just love this matchup that they have. And if you think back to that game a couple of weeks ago, it was a 16-10 game, and the Chargers were driving, and they threw a pick six that you know made the score look like Baltimore was dominating that entire game. So.
0: For me to say that, that Baltimore is a better team, I just don't see it right now, and I think they are going to get the Chargers' best shot. Talking to Danny Flecker here about um, um, NFL picks um, for, 20, uh, sorry, for uh, Wild Card Weekend. Why is this line six for Chicago over Philly? Do they not believe in the Nick Foles, um, you know, f- um, life-saving, um, you know, um, oh, God. Uh, uh, Messiah, I mean, is it the rib injury? What's the issue here? Because this line is huge for Chicago, and this entire team for Chicago is unproven in in the playoffs. Yeah, and and
1: Chicago's been one of the better ATS teams this year, and they, they had a heck of a performance on Sunday with, again, nothing to play for. They came out and took it to the Vikings. This team scares me from a number of different perspectives, and one reason being, you mentioned and his rib injury. He's going to get a hit. There's no doubt about it. He's going to get hit. And how will he be able to hold up? And how will he be able to deliver? It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. It's going to be nasty. And not just the weather is a big deal because you know Philadelphia plays in those elements all the time. But if he gets hit in the ribs a couple of times, you know how is he going to respond to sitting back in that pocket and delivering those throws that he has to make? The thing that scares me about this game is that you have two very similar teams offensively that come from the Andy Reid coaching tree, and we've seen the stack that Peterson has. Does Nagy have the same stacks? Does he call those plays that maybe turn the game for his team or vice versa? And, um, for a rookie head coach, I would, you know, you think he's going to be a little more conservative? But, you know, we saw what, what Peterson did last year in the playoffs as a, a first-time playoff coach. So, the thing that scares me most about this game is not necessarily the, the matchups, but the, the coaches, you know. Uh, which one's going to make that decision on a fourth down that could turn the game? And whichever way it goes, you know, you could be looking at catching a better or a loss. So, I think this line could come down. Uh, I think it could come down to around five, maybe four and a half. Uh, I'm gonna wait on it and see what happens, but you know at six points I'm staying away, but you know I, I do think Chicago wins that game But I want to see just any movement as the week goes on because I think six like you said is a little bit high But Chicago has proven that you know their their defense is legit it's gonna, And it's gonna carry them to the Super Bowl if, if they're gonna win in advance, so um, I'm gonna wait a little bit on the Team,
0: but you know right now I'm leaning Chicago. Um. Alright so right now the only games that you're comfortable putting money on is San Diego and Houston. Correct yeah those are the two I've already made my bets on. I'm waiting to see if anything else changes in the next couple of days with the other teams but you
1: know at the end of the day you gotta take what you're most comfortable with. You know these playoff games you know should be close. I think that I don't feel the damage in a wild card game is maybe a little bit overrated. That's why I like the Chargers on the road. Um, and Seattle presents a challenge on the road as well. But um, I, I think we could see um, three out of the four home teams win this week, except for the Chargers winning in Baltimore.
0: Um, are you ready for the hardest, most uncomfortable question I have ever asked you on this program? I guess I have no choice right now, so... Yes. Uh, Are you ready, in 2019, to join Twitter? I
1: am not,
0: no. Why won't you join Twitter so you can send your your betting gospel to the social media um, um, uh, uh, brethren? Because I don't want to deal with the backlash when I'm wrong,
1: which is a lot, so... (laughs)
0: It's a good enough reason. It's a good enough reason. Are there any uh, any any New Year's resolutions uh, in, in, in the sports realm, you know, rated PG that you want to say on the air? Yeah,
1: I'd like to see the, the Yankees win a World <laughs> Series. It's been a while since that's happened, so, you know, it'd be nice to see them get there and, and win one. Um, other than that, you know, Giants are a long way from competing for anything, and, you um, you know, I, I don't know. It's just good. I just want you know, good, good sports, no matter what sport it is. And you know, if not a soccer fan, maybe some soccer this spring. You know, some good Champions League draws and the Premier League looks like it's going to be a race this year, which is on every single Saturday and Sunday on NBC and their network. So um, maybe tune into some of that. You could see some exciting stuff. This. Uh, first half of the calendar year with with soccer, at least as that's concerned. So, um, you know, as long as there's good games and they're on TV, you know, I'm watching and tuning in. So, as long as people don't get hurt and there's nothing too horrific happening, you know, um, as long as, you know, that's all
0: I'm asking for at the end of the day. You you made no golf-related resolutions. Very disappointing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess you, you want to see Tiger win a major if that's in the cards for him this year.
0: I, I... This is so weird. The new schedule is so weird for Tiger. I, I want to see him comfortable. If he's comfortable, he's going to be in contention at multiple majors. That That's the big thing for him. He's got to be comfortable. Um, And he's going to have to make some hard choices on events to sacrifice. And I hope that the fan base out there understands that he's not going to be at his best every week and that that's okay and that's, that, that's acceptable and that's what regular golfers do. But when he's on, he's hopefully going to be on. And at that point, who knows what the ceiling is. So, yeah, that's... I
1: mean, before you know it, the Masters will be here. So, I, I mean... Those as first
0: as commercials he, ran on Saturday and it was music to all of our ears.
1: Yeah, as long as he's healthy, that's, that's all you can ask for if you're a Tiger fan. You just want him in the field and competing.
0: And do that four times and you tie Jack, but he's not wearing the grand slam. Uh, Danny Flecker, as always, thank you for joining us on Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling.
1: No power, man. Have a great night.
0: You got it.